reach for the sky, boy. Rolex work. everybody to another edition of doing the favor podcast i'm your host eric brown you can follow me on twitter at eric brown 740 but of course always follow the show on twitter and instagram by searching at doing the favor with me as always he's the sexual intellectual double waist the husky heartthrob leader of the husky army and king of the lunchables my man barry frost barry how you doing doing well and that's adult lunchables now I got a um, little confession to make, brother, before we get started. Okay. You know how I was all gun ho to try to join the uh, Husky Army. Yeah, I remember this. And I ordered uh, two pounds of wings. Don't disappoint me here. Took me two sittings. That's hey, but you came back. Persevered. Well, I was gonna come back, but I knew that like if I like, the thing was too, they were big wings. Yep. So like, I feel like small wings for whatever reason I can tear through. But like the, I just made that. Me and Barry do video on middle hand sign how I eat wings. But the big wings, there are a lot of drumsticks too. I prefer flats. That's see, I'm a, that's I'm me a flats too. guy. Yeah. But they were they were excellent. But it was one of the things like, I can eat the rest of these and and feel feel completely full, or I can have two sittings of chicken wings. And I chose the two sittings of chicken wings. That's a fat guy move. Well, I'm not one. This is the anti-fat guy move, maybe. I don't know. You tell me if I'm wrong. I don't eat till I'm full. You don't I'm eat like a till bird, you're just full? enough to fly, babe. I'm like a bird, just enough to fly. You're gonna have to shit outside like one of God's children, because <laughs> this is. I I eat, and well, I eat until I'm full, and then at some point I get hungry again, and then I tear it down again. But I usually only eat twice a day. Me, but me and you, we've traveled together. You've been here in Columbus a couple times, obviously. You've seen, and everyone complains about this when they hang out with me. When do we fucking eat? Because I don't, I don't, I just don't eat that much. I just never, I just never really have. I thought you were going to talk about my my travel uh, kit that I roll with, which is a Nike shoebox. We travel completely different. Yeah, see, well, and that's why I said you're the class of the podcast. I don't know about that. <laughs> people, people see us together, they're like, oh, look, there they are. And Eric's got a fucking Gucci fucking suitcase and, and you know, all that shit. And then here I come with a fucking Nike shoebox. You're building a gimmick and, I cannot live up to here. And they're like, well, what's that shit? Well, it's just his fucking clothes and toothbrush and fucking everything he's bringing for the trip when we got to chicago barry was very surprised i actually was hanging stuff in the closet i had multiple outfits ready to go at any point so multiple pairs of shoes hats he had something for every occasion yeah i try i try (laughs) i like to dress that's why this quarantine is kind of getting me down man because i you know normally like i like to go out and stun a little bit and it's just like it's hard to stun around the house with you know Nike, I haven't wore like Jordans. I feel like fuck. And a minute, I might put some on just to feel good now. Hey, ain't nobody mad at that. Axel likes to see him out. With the weather starting to clear up, though, normally it's be time to bust out the Bread Elevens, the Bread Fours, the Motorsport Fours. You know what I mean? The the Tinker Threes, all my all my ones. You know, it's the time to really really stunt them out. And I just every day I'm just slipping on Prestos. Now what? Uh... Before we even get into the wrestling talk, what's the next uh, hot fucking Jordans that are uh, on the fucking horizon? Well, we got a few things on the horizon here. Um, like like figures, not like cards and shoes. You, it, They're very, very, very difficult to find here. I'm trying to pull up the sneakers app that I continually take L's on. We well, got some nice... Let me see. I know we got some nice threes coming. Yeah, we got some nice three mocha threes coming up here soon. I, the Carolina University ones, University Blue ones are coming out soon. I'm a very, 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 I got my pinky up. 
one of those people about ones. I don't wear mids. I only wear highs. Now, those mids, people that wear the mids, they get made fun of. Not by me, but yeah. I I get it. I mean, I'm just, and I'm not a, you know. It's definitely a snobbish thing. It's definitely a snobbish thing because, like, the high OGs, you're talking about, like, a better quality of leather. Okay. You're talking about a more, um, it's going to go above the ankle. The, the 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 shoe uh, recovers well after being aware. What I mean about being recovered well is they don't crease as bad. The leather is softer. You can bring them back to life a little better if you know how to take care of your shoes. If you guys ever want to know how to get creased out of your shoes, hit me up. I'll tell you how. There's many different ways. But they, they respond well to care. It's where ones, the, the mids, it's a little more of a um, lower quality leather. It's it's cheaper. Where your, your high OGs, you're looking at 170. It's where your mids, you're looking at 110, 115. Okay. And the quality different definitely shows in the shoes. I'm not making fun of the shoes at all. I'm not knocking it. But the biggest difference you can tell between the mids and the highs is, and I'm a little stickler for this too, and you'll appreciate this being kind of an OG Jordan fan from back in the day. And I want things to be authentic when I wear them. So the ones did not have the New Age Jordan logo on them, obviously. They had Nike Air on the tongue. Mids will have the Jordan logo on the tongue. And that that, that part about it bugs me more than anything else just because – it's not completely accurate. Right. You know, but again, it's, it's to each their own. I'm not knocking anybody who wears anything, you know, each their own, but that's just, that's my personal. And there is a bit of a snobbish community within the sneaker community that doesn't fuck with mids. Right. I don't and have he, any mids, but it's not because I think it's like a, you know, I, I, like a highbrow thing. It's just a more of an authenticity thing for me. Right. Does that make sense? I, yeah. I've just seen people that like, you know, they see somebody with some meds on, they're like, yeah, fuck that. Those are, you know, whack. I Sometimes I do. When I see people like on the internet trying to stunt their <laughs> shoes and there's some meds, I'm like, oh, no, man. No, no, that's not that's not the move. I don't say anything. You know, people people have a right to feel good. It's, it's shoes. It's a stupid thing to be. Right. About. But, but anyway. I, lo- I love it. I love it. Anyway, um, off the Jordan, I can talk shoes a whole fucking. Maybe we'll do that one day. We do a fucking do shoe episode. I know that's not really your wheelhouse, but I know you being a Jordan fan, we can definitely do like a history of Jordan show. And I got that would questions. be fucking fun. I got questions. That would be really fun. I could definitely get into that. One okay. through fourteen is, um, is the only thing I fuck with. We'll talk about that some other time. Uh, tomorrow, Barry, we have the esteemed pleasure of interviewing a. You know, the word legend gets thrown around a lot, and this time is definitely apropos. Because we were talking about a man who signed Shaquille O'Neal to his first trading card deal and was a guest of his 1992 NBA draft. A man who signed Barry Bonds to a trading card deal. A man who signed Kobe Bryant to his first trading card deal. A man who is responsible for the autographed cards being inserted into packs. If you remember those classic cards of the 90s when the autographs first started popping up around 91, 92, that's this man. And a man who is the founder of the fastest growing auction site for sports collectibles on the internet. Recently, it's got a $40 million investment from a big company that involves Kevin Durant, Dwayne Wayne, among others. The founder of Golden Auctions. Barry, we're going to be sitting down talking with Ken Golden tomorrow. Yeah, man, I am uh, super stoked, excited for that. I have a lot of questions. You know, is my Steve Sachs Dodgers card, is that higher than fucking 15 cents? We'll find out tomorrow. And one of the things we're going to talk about is he's been in the business for 40 years. And we're going to talk about the, you know, when he got into as a kid and he first saw value in them to the 80s when the card, late late 80s, early 90s, when the card uh, business exploded. Then they experienced that big downturn. To which he, I believe, got out for a little bit and was training for triathlons. I mean, the man's a machine. That's, and then, I do shit like that, too. And then eventually, you know, the, the card with, you know, LeBron and people like that coming in the early 2000s started to trend the white right way into the explosion that we're living in today. He's going to cover all that. He's going to talk about why there's an explosion. Um, is it sustainable? The importance of auction sites, the importance of grading, uh, memories of being around some of these athletes. Like, this is going to be a... a wildly interesting interesting conversation and i am very very excited for it and you you do know that i'm going to try to get us him to sign us to a trading card deal 
I mean, I we need something. I mean, if if he can put me on a classic card, fucking more power to him. If anybody wants to know the level this dude's dealing with, there is a 97-98 Bulls championship ring won by James Edwards, currently bid at $28,000. There is a 2001 Tiger Woods card, currently bid $140,000. The, I mean, Ro- the Kobe rookie. The Kobe rookie's over a million. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's just, it, and it goes on and on and on and on like that. There's, there's you know, two he was on a, like $900,000. He was on Logan Paul's YouTube channel, breaking Pokemon boxes with him, pulling out Charizard cards for like, I go for like, a, they go for like a million dollars a pop. It's just absolutely incredible what this man's doing. And the fact that we get to uh, talk with him is going to be an extreme pleasure, man. I can't wait. Speaking of extreme, thank you to Justin Credible for giving us an hour of his time to sit down and talk about, you know, basically everything in pro wrestling, his experiences from WWF is Aldo Montoya training with the Hart brothers, ECW days, second run with WWE and everything. And being the ECW world champion work with Lance, everything in between. And he was extremely uh, gracious. He gave us uh, good answers. I mean, he was very engaging. I had a great, great time talking to him, man. Yeah, absolutely. And not just when we were recording, you know, off, off air as well. He was very kind, very polite. Uh, can't say enough good things about the dude. I mean, he he went ab- above and beyond what he could have done. You know what I mean? So uh, definitely appreciate his time and uh, much respect to him. All right. You ready to go ahead and get into it? I think they want to hear it. All right. Well, first, um, I don't know where to start. I think I do know where to start. But I just don't want to get too wound up this early in the show. <laughs> Confirmed piece of shit, Joey Ryan. Oh, my. Barry, I, li- I literally thought you were going to go into pre-orders. And we're going we're going right into debauchery. Right into debauchery. Fuck, um, I'm down. Joey Ryan had a show that was scheduled, I guess, that was run by... It was called Wrestling Women's Charity 4, I believe it was called. And I guess the woman behind it was kind of an evangelist-type deal... And it was booked from Joey Ryan's third-party booking company, I believe. Now, when they put this poster out, Barry, I didn't think anything about it. I scrolled right. I mean, I glanced at it like any other kind of indie show, whatever. Didn't look at it. But if you look closely, Joey Ryan's weasel ass put himself in kind of a Where's Waldo situation in the in the poster with Carlito kind of heading it. Sonny Kiss is on there. Rhino's on there. Gangrel, Eric Rowan, among others. And basically tried to, like, just kind of sneak in there. And, you know, with Sonny Kiss being on there, <coughs> excuse me, there's a couple of other AEW talent that was supposed to be. Tony Khan caught wind of it, said that no AEW people were going to be there. He'd be more than happy to donate to the charity. Turns out the woman behind the charities had a few scandalous things in her past. And then they eventually canceled the show, to which he, you know, Joey Ryan blamed the detractors or whatever. Of course, accepting no responsibility for anything he's ever done in the history of time. Typical narcissistic predatory behavior. Hasn't changed one fucking bit. It is a slap in the face to anyone who he is accused of doing. Anyone, anybody he had situations with, whatever, it's a slap in the face. Anybody he was a predator to, it's a slap in the face to the wrestling business. And as a man, it's a slap in the face as a man who treats his wife right and is raising a daughter to try to believe that you know, to find a, a nice, strong man that she, or whatever, you know, that the men can be a certain way. And I want to give her that idea of a man. And then you got piece of shit out here dragging that down a little bit. It really fucking pisses me off even to see his fucking face. If you ever notice anytime I talk, I re- reference him on Twitter, I at that motherfucker every time. So I'm just daring him to come and say one fucking thing to me and fuck him. And I know you're a complete fucking bitch because you turn your fucking comments off, replies off on every single one of your fucking tweets. Fuck you in the ground you fucking walk on, you piece of shit. Other than that, how do you feel? <laughs> no. No, that, I mean, this dude, fucking come on. Like, he's trying to sue people for his actions. Like, motherfuckers are calling you out on shit you did. And you're trying to say, oh, they're preventing me from making a living. No, you prevented your fucking self. For making a living 
by being a fucking piece of shit, by being a fucking predator, by being a fucking sexual deviant. Listen, I'm all for fucking if you're a fucking grown ass adult and these people are grown adults and you can have a mutual understanding. Cool. But when you're trying to fucking use your celebrity status as a fucking get down and the, the chick or as a like, booker no. or as a booker. Right. Fuck me. And I'll book you. Oh, like how fucking age old is that fucking adage there? Right. But this dude just doesn't get it. And he, like you said, he blames everybody else, but his fucking self. And that's great that you've, you found religion. Did you, did you know that? Yeah, I didn't know that. Don't even get me fucking started on that. <laughs> He's I'm trying man. to calm myself down over here, man. No, no, I, I can't let that happen. This man has found. <laughs> <laughs> this man has found religion, and it's amazing that all the, all the time, like even murders and shit like that, they they suddenly find God once they have fucked up and realize that nobody wants anything to fucking do with them. Well. No one in the wrestling business still fucking wants anything to do with you. You fucked yourself out of, I'll say millions. Yeah. It was making a good living. Real good living. If you could have not been a fucking pathetic fucking weasel ass fucking sucker, you would probably still have a job. They would have probably put you on TV somewhere. Now. I mean, there's other places to work. But he's a fucking, you know, like you said, a fucking pathetic fucking douchebag cocksucker, and he fucking deserves everything he gets. I have no fucking sympathy for that, dude. And had we had known, because we seen this motherfucker in the hotel lobby. I would have popped off. I mean, had we would have, if we would have known, shit would have went a whole different fucking way. We didn't fucking, like, take pictures and shit with that dude. Because, to me, you could tell he was kind of fucking douchebaggy. And he would all... I think at that time, too, he was only, like, taking pictures with girls and shit. Yeah. Like, he was... Like, it was real fucking suspect. Like, male fans, he'd be like, eh, eh. But chicks, he would fucking be like, yeah, fucking, I'm, you know. But it's like, that dude's fucking pathetic, dude. And he's suffering now, and you can fucking go... I guess fucking work at Salvation Army or Goodwill and collect donations because you're fucking pathetic and it's whatever. He needs to be locked up. Dog, he's he, he's a that man is a deacon at his church online at www.fuckoff.com. Let's move on to more uh, better and brighter things. Get my That's blood right. pressure down a little bit here. Bobby Lashley is your new WWE champion. And I tell you what, the way they did it, I thought was really good. Miz was, I thought, a really good transitional champion. We thought that we were going to get the title match last night. They said it was at 9 o'clock. I was a little suspect because you, you, know, you never know what they're going to do. I thought, honestly, it was going to be a Lashley-Chase-Miz all the way into WrestleMania or at least fast lane situation. All the way to WrestleMania would have been too long. That's what I was worried about with that. Because you know inevitably what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Kind of like with Orton and The Fiend right now. It's going to be drawn out way too long. So The Miz kind of, you know, has nerves, we'll say, cramps, whatever, stress-related cramps at 9 o'clock. They moved it to 10 o'clock. It was, I think, came on at like 10.53, 10.52, something like that. And when that match got, and then they said it was going to be a lumberjack match. So the, fir- the first match they had well, the first match got moved back because of the cramps. Second match they had, Miz ran away, which was kind of mind-boggling to me because Lashley could have easily caught him. But, you know, it's a show. I'll put that aside. Whatever. And then they finally, the, the third crack at it or whatever, it was a real short match, but you could tell the intensity in Lashley's eyes, and that's when they brought out the Lumberjacks for the match and everything. Lashley was going to go over. It was a beautiful moment. Um, you know, Twitter got to rejoice. I mean, I'm I'm so happy that like young young black wrestling fans could like watch that and see you know somebody that looks like them holding up the championships. I feel like that's important. I feel like representation matters, whether it be in 
uh, wrestling, sports, movies, you know, pop culture, whatever. I feel like representation matters everywhere. And the fact that, um, you know, uh, there's there's kids now that can look at somebody that looks like them and it seemed that much more real then that they can do that. I feel like it's very important, man. I, and, uh, you know, the pulse of the country right now and so many other things, I feel like it was a beautiful moment for WWE. I really do. Yeah, and if you think about it, this this time last year, this was our our last regular week of the whole year. I mean, it's literally been a year. And now we have that moment, that that shine, Lashley winning the title from the Miz, taking it into WrestleMania, headlining a WrestleMania as the champion. I mean, I like I said, that is tremendous. That is a great representation. And the dude deserves it. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's had to go through the fucking gender mahals and the just the absolute terrible fucking some of the talent he's had to go through. That dude has grinded, put it fucking down, stayed strong, and he's being rewarded and you know, much love to fucking Bobby Lashley. Absolutely, absolutely. And also, uh, much love to MVP. You know, yeah. We've, I feel like something we've talked about before on this show is the uh, lack of mouthpieces, especially particularly in WWE. I just, I always thought, you know, I feel like Paul Heyman did great. I thought Zelina Vega did amazing, although her situation went awry. But MVP, what he's done, we always said with Bobby Lashley, the, the knock always was maybe lack of charisma, which I don't, I think that's kind of overplayed, but whatever. Um, the mic skills, I thought it was more goofy storylines, to be honest with you. But, you put guy like MVP with him and form a faction with a mouthpiece. That's such like an old school thing. And it works to perfection. Cause now you got Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander as tag team champions. You got MVP as the WWE champion. I'm sorry. Bobby Lashley is a WWE champion and MVP as basically the number one mouthpiece of a stable. I you probably talk about Paul Heyman. I don't know if you consider that a stable or not, but Paul Heyman, you know, obviously he's Paul Heyman, but what he's done for Bobby Lashley's career and perception and just making Bobby Lashley look like the machine that he is. MVP was, and the fact that he also helped carry that brand during a pandemic. I mean, MVP is, I hopefully he's not an unsung hero in this because he definitely, definitely deserves a, a, a bit of credit. I believe not to take anything away from Lashley because Lashley's deserving. It just took a guy like MVP to make people realize that. Yeah, and it's crazy how some of the the new school fans always shit on the old school, but it's crazy how such a simple little thing like that, starting up a faction, an old school, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s little gimmick fucking did for those guys. Like it, like you said, it superseded them as individuals and made them bigger as a unit. Absolutely. And I, and I think that's fucking great. A brilliant idea, whoever came up with that. And they are running with it, man, and they are reaping the rewards. Absolutely, absolutely. Also, a bit of news that's been trickling around. Um, We've pandered for this for months. We've been saying it, wishing for it. Uh, Supposedly, rumor going around that NXT will be moving to Tuesday nights starting, I believe, April 13th. Uh, I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if you, I don't know if you work at Impact if you're really thrilled with that, <laughs> but I mean, again, I don't think it's gonna do anything to take away from the toxicity of like you know fans are still gonna you're still gonna have listen toxic Twitter is ridiculous it's insane we're gonna talk about that next but <laughs> I, I think it's gonna be great for Impact I've been, cause, I, I tell you I'm people's... sorry I've been preachy as fuck this episode I really apologize I love but. For me, I'm happy just because I want to watch both shows live. And I think it's great for Impact because people's going to go, did you see how much better NXT was than Impact? Well, fucking duh. Like, I mean, look at the fucking budget we're working on here. Like, fucking come on. But more eyes might be on fucking TNA. You never know. Whatever. Um, I think it'll help both brands, though, grow, which is great. Because that's only better for the wrestling business and me as a wrestling fan that like when that business creates generates more buzz, 
it gives me more things to talk about with my friends and more things to talk about on a podcast and whatever, whatever, and more people to interact with on Twitter. And, you know, it's just, it, I think it just makes for an overall better experience other than like, I always say the most toxic thing. And I'm not like defending Brian Alvarez here. Cause I'm not like a, I'm not a huge fan of wrestling writers. So we'll talk about that in a minute, but the, when he posts his ratings every week on Thursday at like around what, three thirty four o'clock, whatever it is, those comments are insane. And I, I read them now just to laugh. Like, man, you guys really think this. <laughs> it's it's fucking serious. It's dead that serious. Is... And like the weird brand loyalty from both sides. It's just, I mean, I, you can like what you like, but to be like dead loyal. To, I mean, wow, that's, that's intense. But Dude, I mean, I I... Not, you know what? We need that loyalty on our podcast. Y'all want to be loyal, support us. Yeah, and I still ain't got a fucking check from WWE or fucking AEW. Not one. I, ain't, I check my mailbox every day. I ain't fucking got one check yet. But, but let me, before we get into toxic Twitter, what about your fucking homie? Fucking crank that. Superman. Soldier fucking boy. Soldier boy trying to get fucking murdered by fucking Randy Orton. What is with these rappers? Like, <laughs> what is going on? It's, it's Bow Wow and a Soldier Boy? Like, what the hell? I mean... And they're talking about bringing the real to, and I'm sitting here going, for one, Soldier Boy is all of 115 pounds. Yeah. I mean, in a straight up fucking fight, Randy Orton would absolutely fucking murder Soldier Boy. Bow Wow, though, Bow Wow's pushing 137 at least. Columbus, proud of Columbus, Ohio. I mean, I'm just saying, but Jermaine Dupree ain't there anymore, dog. I mean, these these hits, I, I like, they are literally begging for attention. I mean, Soldier Boy's last uh, clout was when he got ran off the fucking block, and he was trying to claim a set. You can look it up on YouTube, and they ran him off the fucking block. Drake! Drake! Because he, he fucking Draco. You know, this dude is a fucking clown. And, yeah, that was his last inter- And when Chris Brown was going to fuck him up, your rapper and an R&B singer is going to fucking beat you down. So th- if those dudes are serious, they don't want those problems. It's just, I mean, I get what his initial tweet was getting at. I, I do. And Brian Breaker has a whole po- fan, whole fantastic podcast about it, by the way. That's right. Which I'm sure he on. was just you know, rubbing his hands like, oh, shit. <laughs> look breaker might have brother. breaker might have soldier boy on <laughs> talking about listen he might he'd have to have bane on with him though because oh for bane, sure bane would be the the rap guy there and bane would just be like so you had that one song and then what happened and he'd just be like man a lot of a lot of rehab and trying to stay relevant you know you ready to talk about talks at twitter I, I'm just trying to keep my hopes up, Eric. You, you don't even know where I'm going with this, do you? I don't. I'm, he doesn't. And it's, hopefully it's not about me. Uh, so last week, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards oh, came out. Okay. Fan voted. I'm going to yeah. say it again. Fan voted. Okay? So I'm going to go ahead and just lay a little groundwork before I'm going to get into here. It's, you know, Dave Meltzer is an opinion-based journalist, right? And he tends to lead towards more of the Japanese style of wrestling and obviously AEW. I don't think that's really much debatable. So it, take that in great consideration. So the people who subscribe to that newsletter are going to be people who choose to read that because their opinions kind of line up the same way. Okay. So I'm just that's 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 the initial thing. So when these awards come out, it's wrestler of the year, John Moxley, most outstanding wrestler, Kenny Omega, tag team of the year, Young Bucks, best on interviews, Eddie Kingston, promotion of the year, AEW, West, best weekly TV show, AEW, match of the year, Young Bucks against Paige and Omega, uh, United States Canada MVP, Moxley. It just goes on and on and on like that. Pretty much. You know what I mean? OK, but what wrestlers cutting better promos than fucking Eddie Kingston? <laughs> 
Right. I mean, but, that's, you know, again, that's been in that's been in the business for years. Right. Motherfuckers all know that. But again, that's uh, that's your opinion. That's fact. Although but I to, agree with your I I I agree with your opinion. But, but again, Tony Khan as a booker and all that shit, I get. That's just silly shit. But like you said, that magazine is pushing their narrative and their readers are along that lines. Obviously, or they wouldn't pay for it. Right. I mean, it's like Pro Wrestling Illustrated Awards back in the day. If you notice, 95% of them were all NWA, WCW. Because Vince wouldn't fuck with them. Vince had his own magazine. Right. So, of course, Ric Flair is wrestler of the year every year, which he should be, but still. And then all the most hated wrestlers and shit like that. Feuds of the year and like the 90% of them was WCW guys. Right. Because it's, Vince didn't fuck with them. And then That's you got most, over, most overrated Bray Wyatt, worst gimmick, The Fiend. And it, you, it's just kind of, it's definitely swayed one way. So when I, was, I got on Twitter and I was scrolling through that, I saw that and just basically laughed. Like fan voted awards don't really mean that much. You know what I mean? Whatever. Then I continue to scroll on Twitter and I see, I mean, bitch AEW fanboys vote for this, which is a wild fucking take, but okay, that's insane. Savage. Savage. Or the people didn't even fucking realize it was fan voted and started blaming Dave Meltzer. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is going? Like I just, I just sat back and just watched Twitter have a goddamn meltdown. Like, wrestling Twitter is just every day tearing itself apart over something. And that that was, like, that was insane. Like, man, some of y'all give that shit way too much energy. But, again, here, when you have nothing else to do, and Twitter is your fucking life, it's your lifeline, you don't have friends outside of Twitter, you kind of you got to get yourself over, man. That's it. That's the best thing you can say right there. So it's not a lot of times too. I think a lot of these opinions are so like when I see somebody say, "I like AEW, but I hate their fans," then you're paying way you're putting way too much like stock and giving way too much people on Twitter too much power. Right. So like, they're affecting what you like and dislike. Man, couldn't be me. Could never be me. No, I like, like I said, I like what I fucking like. I, you know, I like. And you don't shirt. have to defend that, and that's what it's come to is like people have to like defend that. Like I, I like Eddie Kingston in the ring and on the mic. There are, there's a buddy of mine. I, I was like, he was, we were discussing that, and he's like, God damn, I hate that style. Like I just hate his style of work. He didn't say I hate him. You know, he just yeah. said, I don't like that style of work. Right. And I was like, okay, you know, That's okay, very, yeah. cool. But when you make it personal and be like, I hate Eddie Kingston. Like, right. Bro, <laughs> you don't even, like, seriously? You, yeah. The dude's out there playing a character. You don't even, what? Well, it's kind of a character. You know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. That's just right. Crazy. Right. But I, I was just using that. But, yeah, it's trying to get yourself over and, man, Maybe fucking seven people will fucking start talking to me. That's I got six likes. On, I got six likes on my tweet, dog. That's that's six more than what I had yesterday. Like because I'm shitting on AEW because other people like it, and if I go against that, I'm a rebel. Fucking watch what you watch. Right. Don't watch it. Right. Exactly. And 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 that's like collecting figures. Fucking. Oh my god, I hate that guy, but he's got to chase this fucking month, you know, this series. Let me get let me get that dog. I got to have it. And and it's just a fig fig horse. That's what I'm gonna start calling these motherfuckers. Fig horse to where gotta have everything. And but if if you if you don't like a fucking guy, like I don't like fucking Braun Strowman. Have him. Because of stuff he said. 
for months for, for shit he said. Yeah, for I'm shit not he buying said. your. I can't fuck with your merchandise, Joey Ryan. I can't fuck with your merchandise, Marty Skrull. Can't fuck with your and merchandise. That's more personal stuff. But if that stuff didn't exist, I wouldn't say I hate Braun Strowman. Like I'm not a fan of, that, of, of of like that character. I'm not a fan of what they do with him. Right. And I've never fucked with his shit anyway. I've I've never liked any of his shit. But then when you add on the other shit, I don't, I really don't like you. You right. know what I mean? Right. But I don't go and I tweet about it and say, oh my god, this motherfucker. When I see him, I'm kicking his ass. No, because he'd fucking kill me. But, but I still don't have to fuck with you. You know so, what I mean? So, like, for example, obviously I'm a giant Browns fan. That's not a secret. Oh, you're going to say a Giants fan. Go ahead. I'm a huge Browns fan. <laughs> so, you know who I don't watch every day is Colin Coward. Because right now, like Dave Meltzer probably, and like, like Skip Bayless and Colin Coward, a lot of these other talking heads – they're saying things to get attention on themselves. They're also promoting themselves and their brands. So when Skip Bayless talks about LeBron every day for the last 18 years, that's good for business. Like, why does Colin Coward talk about Baker Mayfield every single day? Because it's good for business. Because Browns fans take that bait and they fight. And it's a hot button issue. Like he, uh, he made a, a, a we'll talk about it on our sports show, but he the top two tiers of NFL quarterbacks. He had Jimmy Jimmy G in tier two. Mm. I'm like, that's just something you just kind of say for a, attention because he made the tweet and said debate. Right. That's why he does it to stir shit up. A lot of times Dave Meltzer is probably trying to stir you guys up and y'all are taking that bait big time. Just don't give it energy, man. You know, it, it, listen, this world's a lot better place if you don't carry around that negativity and literally hate AEW bitch fanboy. Come on, bro. You're better. Hey, y'all's better than that. Better. I, I I like AEW, but I can't stand their fans, man. And I listen, I'm not talking to any one person. So if anybody here's like, oh my god, he's talking about me. No, you're in that group, but I'm not <laughs> talking directly to you. You know, you know, I. And normally I would agree with Eric, but I do that with the high state. I don't like high state. He just, so. yeah, but you know, just, but that, again, like a, almost like a sports team's different. You know what I mean? Because you do have like an allegiance and a favorite and a rooting, a root. I mean, it's not, it's okay to have a rooting, but you know what I mean? I feel like there's, for me, I have more of an emotional investment in a, in a Browns football game. Right. That's not predetermined. Right. Well, look, soldier boy. It's fake. Okay. You know what I mean, though. Like what it's, you it's, do is fake. You're watching a story. You're watching a show. Like right. You're enjoy it, man. right. And it's we don't have any fucking say over who's winning, who's losing, nothing. Like we just have to take what they give us. Right. And and sometimes the shit's good, and sometimes it's bad from AW and WWE. Like some of the shit's good. Some of the shit's bad. But, I mean, it's. I guess it's. I mean, on the other hand, I guess it's good to have passionate fan base. I guess I don't know. I mean, I again, I'm new in like the Marvel scene, right? I just watched those movies and I kind of just okay. discovered like Marvel. So I haven't jumped in or anything. I just kind of like watched from a distance. But I see people they're fighting too over fucking over, superhero movies. Right. So and it's just that, it is what it is. And again, it's also too. We, we we talked about last week what Mike Tyson said. You know, you, I tell you what, people get really brave when the threat of not getting slapped in the mouth is taken away. Real fucking brave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when he had a his last fight with Roy Jones Jr. that exhibition, I was in I was in Portsmouth, and a buddy of mine, we were playing cards, and he's like, "Bro, I would fucking I'd swing on Tyson, blah blah." I was like, "You would get fucking sent to the hospital." I was like, that's cool to say until he's in your face. And then, I don't give a fuck, if you were a normal human being, a normal, you're like, that's Mike Tyson. Like, there is no, I'm going to swing on him. You're like, God, I hope he's in a good mood today. I hope Mr. Tyson's in a good mood today. Because you can't, That's there's just certain levels of individuals that you can't fuck with. And those are real people. And that's like Soldier Boy. You might find out Randy Orton's not a bitch. 
like he might fuck you up like so you got to be careful when you're calling a whole fan base <laughs> bitch boys and all that shit because eventually somebody might see you so I'll tell you what a perfect example of like a good like way to handle a troll I just saw on our Twitter just now uh, you know I posted the tweet about Ken Golden coming on the show that's right and somebody responded our account I'm not gonna name the account because I'm gonna give him any pub has got six followers a true collectors in print and uh, in quotations dot 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 on a private plane crushing it with his own auction house l o l o l o l and Ken Golden went ahead and liked that tweet. <laughs> and that's and that's it. yeah, a tr- a true collector. Yeah, on a, and the keyword there was private jet. Yeah, he's got the money to. Who's fucking, doing it right and who's not, homie? Right, you're on Twitter with six followers and homie's on a private jet. And don't act like if you couldn't snap your fingers and trade places with him, you wouldn't. Because I'm gonna try to get on the jet. I'm trying to get on Eric, that jet too. Eric don't even know that, but I'm going to get out there on flexing jet. with an Honus, Honus Wagner card on a private jet. Two, Come on now. Two Honus Come Wagner on now. cards. Come on now. Come on now. He was, like, it was Shaq's, he was Shaq's um, guest backstage in the 1992 NBA draft, where Shaq was drafted number one overall. I mean, you might want to sit down and learn something, kid. I'm just saying. Like, I'm trying to get on the jet. Man, we have talked a lot about not figures or merchandise. Well, give that's okay. Well, let me, let, can I do legwork segment? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because I have nothing. Well, I'll tell you what it is. Cody, so Br- to, Cody Baker got me an orange casting and a Darby Allen. AW. That's my legwork. Shout I out. Find it. Well, so I get, I went to uh, Walmart yesterday, and they had the Masters of the Universe, the new with Piper and nice. Macho Man, and I left them because. The one fucking series I've never had any problems finding is the Masters of the Universe. I've found three Undertakers. I've found... I've I've had no problems finding any of them. The Warrior, all that shit. For some reason, this Walmart stays completely stocked in Masters of the Universe WWE figures. It's insane. Your DMs are going to blow up. Well, <laughs> I ain't fucking... Yeah. Nah, as a, you want to be fucking, you want me to be a bitch boy? I'll be like, look, dog, I'm gonna have to cake up on you. You <laughs> have to send me fifty just for my time and effort. No, um, I've done, dude. I've given away fucking Undertaker, and uh, you know, I've given them away. I ain't sold them. I've given them away to you know fans. I like Dominic. I gave him a, a new uh, Fiend figure and threw in other figures. And the Haddocks boys, I sent them a Sting. And uh, who was the other one? Maybe it might even been Undertaker or Warrior or something like that. I mean, those, the, the youngsters, I always have no problems sending them figs because I know how it was when I was little. And I wanted a figure and didn't have the money. or I was a kid, so of course you ain't got no money. You know right. what I mean? So I have no problems fucking doing that. But other than that, dude, I have seen no elites. And I've seen uh, no AEW figures, nothing. Um, Cody Baker's supposed to be hooking your boy up, you know. And I even told him. I said, if there's a chase in any of those boxes, retail plus shipping. Yeah, I mean, I've... <laughs> that's a, like me and Cody got a great thing because like I've always say the smaller towns around Columbus like anytime I leave Columbus and I like, go to Rachel's small hometown or my small hometown you go through you know, you know how Ohio is to get from right. one city to the other you have to drive through how many small rinky dink towns that have Walmarts and shit so like you know uh, Coshocton Zanesville Newark New Philadelphia those are the ones I hit up on, on my drive and I do much better at those than I ever do in Columbus. Because again, yeah, I have 13 or 14 Walmarts and Targets and shit here, but so does everyone else that live in Columbus. Like per capita, it's not really as much as you'd think. You know what I mean? So it, it is what it is. I'm not, again, I don't get stressed out about it. it is what it, I only saw AEW Series 2 once, but, you know, I've, I've learned to take an L from the shoe game. It's just, it is what it is. I'll, I'll be okay if I don't get a figure. I get that. But, it, you know, it sucks. 
Yeah, but if if he gets that chase, retail plus shipping. <laughs> and I told, and it it don't matter if it's Darby or any. He told me if it's Darby, he wasn't going to do it. And I hmm. thought that was very assholeish of Sammy. You know, he he, I, I was going to come off twenty seven dollars. <laughs> and let him pay for the box and packaging. Well, and nobody's found one. So it ain't like you'd get, you know, no, I haven't seen one yet. Six, seven hundred dollars for it when you could get twenty twenty seven off your homie. And then I'd sell that I shit. I can't do just try to control Ken Golden. And and where'd that get you? Laughed at on my podcast. L- l- and listen, let me tell you <laughs> if I was fucking Ken Golden, should be a lot different. And listen, I'm just gonna yeah, the whole like card thing, like the whole like like reseller thing that happens against wrestling and wrestling figures, that definitely does not apply to cards, y'all, at all, at Uh, fucking all. So yeah, you you're not getting a fucking banging ass card for nothing. But well, you paid 15 for the pack, and there was 15 cards in the pack. So can I get, can I get that, um, you know, that autographed Luis Robert refractor for a dollar? That's not going to happen. It's only selling for two grand right now. <laughs> no, I. but I, it's not against. I just love fucking with people because they hear this right. shit and they're like, oh, my God. No, I, I wouldn't do that. Like I said, I got figures I need to fucking put up. Because Eric can see it. Like, look at that fucking closet. Like, right. it's just stacked to the top with fucking with bubble wrap. That shit's pristine condition. There's a Dusty in there, too. Well, you know what was interesting here? Talking about resellers. So Jeremy Padauer was on the Jericho podcast. Okay. And he advocated for resellers. But drives he, the price up. Do what? It drives the price up. It makes people want them more. Right. You're out in the fucking store. Well, he even, said if he, he even said if he was a young kid in college hustling... He would be absolutely be doing that. I'm, again, not my style. I don't do it. You know what I mean? Because I can pretty much get what I want. And I don't, you know, I don't even pay above retail for things. You know, if I don't get it, whatever. It's it's fine. I, I think the buyer sets that market. It is what it is. You know how I feel about that. But, you know, I don't see anybody going with Jeremy Padauer. Well, yeah, because he might fucking not put their figure out. You know? All right. Uh. Not too much on news here. Elite 86 is up for pre-order. On ringside collectibles, you get another Fiend figure. I don't know how much different it can be from the rest of them. We'll see. I'm sure it could be some sort of different twist to it. Uh, Triple H, I think he's getting the Chase as well, which is cool. Uh, The Miz, Carmella, you get another Seth Rollins, and a Sid Justice. Uh, Barry, we're kind of like primarily flashback guys right now, almost to this point. Um. Yeah. Sid Justice, what do you think about him getting a figure? It's the second one, I believe. Well, second, it, I believe it's the second elite. Well, and that one, he's in like his SummerSlam like referee uniform. I, I you saw know, the picture. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, are we getting that one? We getting the blue gear? You know, Sid about SummerSlam '91. Yeah, like, are we getting the? Because uh, if you do that, he was the ref in uh, what was that? The match made in hell, right? Yeah. Yep. With Hogan, and, yeah. And then, so, are we going to get a Hogan and Warrior fucking team and, a, and like, Slaughter and General Adnan and Iron Sheik? Colonel Mustafa, sorry. You might as well like just call it fucking, Hogan and Warrior 2-pack racism. They'll put the fucking hoods in there. Don't, just don't worry about that. Grand Wizard but, is, the Grand Wizard is second in command. <laughs> Give them little fucking badges. God damn. Say we're getting way off fucking old this. This is gonna be a good show. I think people's gonna like it. Either that or we're getting canceled. One of the two. We ain't getting canceled. We got <laughs> we got too much shit going on. But uh, <laughs> they gotta understand that. <laughs> yeah, well, we got our fucking uh, shit, and we got our what is that branding iron and too many fucking fires. It's for real. This so, is like the busiest week we've ever had. All right, let's go to uh, and then basic 120s are up for pre-order as well. And also the Royal Rumble Elites for for pre-order. They're uh, $27.99, I believe. They initially put the Warrior up for $7.99. And your boy Greco jumped all over that. They don't know what they're dealing with with him. 
I'm just saying the homie just emailed me. Who? Ken Golden. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> I'm just look. I just opened my phone and I got a fucking email from from the gangster. So I was taken aback. Yeah. Things are happening. Uh, new arrivals over at Shop AEW. <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll get back to Greco. Yeah, he's places order for $7.99. Anybody else that got that, let me know if it sticks. I'm very curious to see if they honor that price. No way. I don't think there's any way they honor that price though. No. They're not. I don't see them taking it out. Because how many people got in on that? Because there was a couple dudes on Instagram that had posted that pick and were like, go. So, I mean, if they sold more than like 10, which I'm guessing they did, that order is going to get fucking canceled. I mean, flat out, that's going to get canceled. All right. Uh, new, new, new arrivals over at Shop AEW. We have the Gun Club. Family is forever. A lot of black shirts again, man. Jake the Snake, never trust a snake. There you go. New Jake the Snake shirt. I like that. I've seen it. Uh, Lee Johnson, big shoddy. Lance Archer, appetite mask with filter pocket. Yeah, listen, guys, the mask with the filter pockets, the way to go. That's how the NFL ones. I got a Browns one like that. It's 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 pretty awesome. Uh, Hikaru Shida. They got a lot of shirts. Pretty Peter Avalon. I like the new Kenny Omega shirt. Eddie Kingston got a new shirt. Almost like a St. Patrick's Day vibe to that one. That's uh, Orange Cassidy, the creation of whatever. That's that's incredible. I like that. Then you got the AEW Unrivaled Series 1 t-shirts. I like the lineup. They're, every single one of these shirts is black. That's what I don't like. But that, that's maybe I'm being being a little too picky there. I saw the varsity blondes. They were actually like promoting their shirt as like navy. It's not black. I thought that was kind of smart actually. Yeah, after I dragged him last week, I'm gonna go ahead and pick him up this week. The poor Brian Pillman Jr. <laughs> uh, AEW top sellers, top ten of the week. Number ten, Full Gear from 2019 DVD. Number nine, Double or Nothing 2019 DVD. Number eight, 50 percent off AEW black logo tri-blend gray shirt. Number seven, the Sting Defenders shirt. Number six, Revolution 2020 DVD, which I think is the best pay-per-view they've done. Number five, the AEW logo shirt from 2019, 50% off. Number four, the Sting Justice shirt. Number three, Best Friends Orange Cassidy, St. Patrick's Day. Number two, Brody Lee, Exalted in Heaven, with all proceeds going to the Huber family, so pick that up. And the number one selling item on Shop AEW was the Dustin Rhodes AEW Unrivaled Series 2. How crazy is that? So I'm guessing the rest of them probably sold out. Uh, maybe, but for that to be number one, I mean, that's that's cool. Let's go Which to I love some, that figure. Let's go to some new items over at Shop WWE, and we'll get the hell out of here. Okay. Because we got emails to answer, apparently. That's right. <laughs> uh, first, we got the Macho Man Randy Savage Green Pop. Love this gear. It's very early 90s. Um, this is my not everyone's favorite, but kind of one of my favorites. It was a kind of a peak of fandom for me. So when he switched after the Macho King to the cowboy hats and the more neon colors, I, I mean, very neon colors. Uh, number two, you got the Ric Flair Diamond Collection pop from the 92 Rumble. Not a pop guy, but that's that looks really nice. Uh, Roman Reigns, wreck everyone and leave Mineral Wash t-shirt. I just love everything they're doing with Roman Reigns right now. I really do. I mean, that's that's great. The Hurt Business Mineral Wash shirt with all four members of the Hurt Business. Kane, Big Red Machine. That might, oh, I was going to say my favorite to this next one. Bret Hart, Mineral Wash t-shirt. Shotzi Blackheart. Miz, Hated Daily and Loving It, holding up the uh, WWF cha- WWE Championship. That's probably going to go on uh, clearance here soon. Right. And that's that's pretty much it. So, Barry, you got anything else? That's it, bro. All right. Well, a few shout-outs here. I'm going to go ahead and shout-out Fully Posable, Jeff and Scott. Check them out always. Uh, Breaker Bane, Breaker Bane Power Hour, but also check out Breaker's podcast. You know it's fake, right? It's fantastic. Uh, Justin Summers over at Rustling Cheers. He's the homie, the Ohio player. Also a good follow on TikTok, too, by the way. Uh, Steven Eric over at Positively Pro Rustling. We're going to watch-alongs, retro reviews. It's fucking great. Uh, Drew 
and Caitlin, Tales from the Estate. They're working on a nice charcuterie board this evening. I it saw that nasty shit. It was top notch. Shout out to Drew for having some class. That man did not put that together. He did put that. What do you mean he didn't put that together? He did not put that together. That was way too fucking nice. That's not hard to put together. Barry, it's not hard to put together. What was that at the bottom? Was that bacon at the bottom? Prosciutto. It's like ham. It's like ham. This man did not make that. If you You see how nice. You buy it. You buy this stuff. Yeah, but it had like the fucking. Paper and shit still on it. So it comes the package juices. and you just take it out of the package and put it mm. on the board. I, it's easy. I, Presentation no is part of the game of charcuterie. Right, but this man's got servants. He did not make that. He didn't I love make that. nice charcuterie with a nice conversation piece. We're pairing jellies and mustards with cheese and crackers and various meats and pairing it with different wines and like the goat cheese getting set off by the jelly. On the on the on the uh, you know how it goes. I'm not gonna get into. I it. do not know how it goes because I am too low class. You ain't gonna find no Ritz. You ain't gonna find no Ritz crackers on the fucking charcuterie. I got townhouse crackers, and they're shout out to all the Ohio players and the uh, Kings of Drip over there in the West Coast, Ray and Wando, and also Cleaner. Love you, brother. And I don't know if you know this shit since you just shouted them out, but uh, we again lost in PHPW. Bullshit. Again, fucking injured. We were trying they didn't to help. Know about my back. Well, his I'm getting tired of them back. clearing. Me. I'm getting. I'm getting so tired of these doctors that have cleared me when I have no business wrestling. And they do it every time. We're back there trying to help Bill Venus pack it, pack up his stuff. And fucking, they're like, you guys gotta go, you gotta go. I fucking trip over the bench. All literally broke four of my toes. I had I had back spasm on the way to the ring. Right. It's why he was leaning on me. You thought he was fucking throwing up the sign. He was giving the X for fucking emergency services to come get him. But they ignored us at PHPW, and that's fine. That's fine. You let these fucking wreck my podcast guys fucking pick up a fucking win and that's fine they cheated um, yeah look we ain't never lost all our fellas yeah yeah we've never lost a match in our fucking life and we damn sure didn't start at fucking cupid's revenge or whatever the fuck it was we were homered you know but we'll be back we'll get our fucking titles back first ever they're jealous but uh, shout out to fucking Bill Benus. Love you, big dog. Love American, you, American ace. That's what he was wrestling as. The American ace. So fucking shout out to Bill. And and Cleaner, like you said, the man's out here taking no L's. Sammy Evans, the homie, looking out for us. Daily. Jonathan Dobrik. This man has fucking, I think, seven and three-quarter billion followers this week? Yeah, it's pretty much to the point now where if you sign up for Twitter, you're required to follow him or you get kicked off. Right. So, yeah, shout-out to him and uh, to Wrestling Toy Tracker. Those youngsters over there, again, got me fined at work. And they don't they don't give a shit. They just keep updating shit, so don't, I stay on the Lord's there. Work. They're doing the Lord's work over there. Yeah. So, shout-out to those dudes, man. Love you guys. And... Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at bfrost28. Eric, drop the credentials, sir. You can follow me on Twitter at ericbrown740, but of course, always follow the show on Twitter and Instagram by searching at doing a favor. Join our website. It's completely free, doingthefavor.com. Links to past episodes, merch over at webmaneuver.net, articles, buy, sell, trade on the legwork section. It's incredible. Um, wherever you get your podcast, please rate, review, subscribe. It really helps out a lot. Thank you guys all so much to have supported us. We have a fucking blast on this. We're going to keep going, man. We're going strong right now. Absolutely. And with that, good night and God bless. Yeah. Peace. It goes one, two. Three into the foe. Eric Abaria up with DTF and that's for show. If you don't come correct, you get your ass full. So take a minute and chill until the next episode. Doing the favor, always bringing the heat. That's why Barry got your girl doing legwork in the sheets. My dude Eric holding down for the streets. Them Ohio players got their ears to the beat. 
Gotta say that we appreciate the time Whether you're on the job or trying to unwind Just a few more days until we're back live We'll be your lifeline I know you feel me on the mic with the flavor Let it marinate in something to savor We ball so hard, this is a layoff Until the next time, doing the favor Yeah Doing the favor Doing the favor uh, Doing the favor Until next time, doing the favor